TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! And now the pitch by Martinez is up and in and hits Gerald Williams on the left hand. Dig your cleats in. Now he's going to charge the mound. He's going to charge Martinez, and the fight is on. He got a right hand in before he grabbed from behind by Baratek, and now the benches are empty. It's time for Hour 2 of the Hot Corner with Patrick Harris. Yershinsky wanting to know, am I going? He is going. And Mike Lynch. It is a collision at the plate, and Yershinsky not only bangs into Barrett, bangs onto the plate, and here they go. Step up to the plate for hour two of the hot corner. Posenda getting into it with Barrett. I mean, there is some hooking going on in the bottom of two piles. On 1080. Whoa! Bautista got all he could handle with that. Wow. That's some pretty solid contact right there. The fan. I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. I am 1080 the fan. Welcome to the second hour of the Hot Corner. If you missed the first hour, you can download that, the Les Schwab Tires podcast at 1080thefan.com and through the Odyssey app. Speaking of podcasts, we got the Beers on Us podcast to drop at 4 o'clock tomorrow. Make sure you get that again wherever you get your podcasts, including 1080 the Fan and the Odyssey app. Uh, we got Fair Foul coming up at the bottom of the hour, and thank you for bearing with me and... Uh, uh, we, we get a little hate on the text line whenever we talk football, so I understand. I get it. I get it. I get it. So my apologies. Well, don't I apologize. It's a big story. Eh, I apologize because certain people tune in for a certain thing, and I went off the rails, and so I understand. Four year now. Don't apologize. It was interesting. You want to talk baseball? Sure. What do you want to talk about in baseball? Do you want to talk about how the A's are really terrible? That's a quote from Mike Lynch. When did I say that? Mm, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. <laughs> Do you know they won their 11th straight today? I did, and it was a wacky, wild game. Probably best game of the year in baseball so far. Uh, did you know the A's are good, Mike? <clears throat> yeah, they've won 11 in a row. <clears throat> yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and say early season baseball means nothing because it makes me feel better. But also, uh, yeah, I mean, winning streaks, losing streaks, they happen. Oakland will always Oakland. Did you? At some point, <laughs> Oakland will get on a winning streak. Always. Wasn't it like two years ago they won like 16 in a row or something like yeah, that? Yeah, man, they're great. I and thought they then, won like 22 in a row. Oh, was that it? Or I thought that was you guys. Um, oh, that was us. Uh, uh, <laughs> lost in the World Series. Uh, uh, Mother so, Nature. Uh, the A's uh, will always be the A's. I hate the Cubs. Uh, uh. But that game was very fun. Two errors in the bottom of the 10th inning by the Twins yeah. after Byron Buxton launched the two-run shot. Boy, Who he looks good this year. <laughs> Whoa. Might be the best player in baseball, question mark? Well, easy, easy there, Tex. Trout and Betts are still playing pretty well. You know what I saw? What? I don't remember the exact stats on it, but it was Betts, Trout, and Buxton. Those were the three players. Okay. Hard hit percentage. Buxton's in the 99th percentile in baseball. Okay. 
Trout was 97th. Betts was like 96th. Okay. And then I cannot for the life of me remember the second stat. Maybe it was War or something like that. Buxton, 99th percentile. Trout, 99th percentile. Betts, 96th percentile. Buxton was better in those two analytic stats than Trout and Betts. And I went, wow, okay. And then I started paying attention and I was like, oh, boy, has he finally arrived. Because that dude is hitting rockets. He is faster than Flash. It's probably impossible, but he is. And he can field with the best of them. That dude is legit. Well, let's back up to what you just said, that you don't uh, pay attention to early season baseball. Well, for teams. Players can be players. Oh, but Buxton's great, but the A's are bad. He's one living in a row. Why are you trying to corner me on this, dude? Why are you trying just to do trying this to make to you me, own man? it? I'm just trying to make you own yeah, it. Yeah, I thought the, the A's were terrible in the first two weeks of the season. What do you want from me? Yeah, the Red Sox look great. I still think they suck. Yeah, the Red Sox are not very good. Yeah. Except they're still in first. So I hear. Yeah, and so they hit the ball. Yeah, well, then, you know, J.D. Martinez goes down or goes back to Juan Dulio, and like it's over. <laughs> you do have to admit, J.D.'s hitting pretty well. Yeah, he's hitting really well. Do you uh, think Alex Cora is <clears> making them cheat again? Is that why it's happening? No, I think Alex Cora is a good manager. Mm. I think I think Alex Cora is a really good manager. Mm. That and that and that's the whole problem with that. I think AJ Hinch is a pretty good manager, but that that's the problem with with well, those. To be fair, the Tigers are playing a little better than we thought they were. Yeah, right? yeah. That, I mean, more that, competitive. Yeah, that's the problem with like the Astros and the Red Sox situation. It's more more so the Astros because I think the Red Sox a lot of things kind of lined up for them that year to win the title although they were really good, um, is 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 that's what's so tough about it. It's like, you were already good enough to win the World Series. Why'd you have to cheat? You know, if you're the Marlins last year, who was this kind of like, ooh, surprise team who looks kind of hot, and they destroy the Cubs, and they walk into a Brave Series, and we're like, this is going to be pretty good. You start cheating to get to the World Series? Okay, I kind of understand that. You don't have the guns. But when you're the Astros, when you're the Red Sox, you got the guns. Why are you cheating? Because they saw the Dodgers <clears throat> in their way, and they went, no, 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 no. Yeah. We're so, going to get an edge on those bastards in L.A. So what I will say is I think I think Alex Cora is a good manager, and that's why. So that's the extra boost so far, you think? Uh, that That's what I think. And just yeah. some good hitting. Mm-hmm. And and some timely hitting. And it's early in the season. You know, mm-hmm. pitchers, pitchers haven't quite all figured it out yet, unless your names are DeGrom and Bieber. And, and hitters haven't all figured wow. it out. If you're at the Yankees, uh, but but something uh, on the surface is we've kind of spent the last couple of weeks, and we probably will spend the next couple of weeks, just kind of things we've noticed from around the league. Something that I've really enjoyed, and there's a couple examples of this, is I've really enjoyed. There's been a lot of kind of candid, fun debauchery between players on the field, and I don't know if it's because last year everybody was kind of tentative, people didn't really get close to each other. Everyone's wearing masks, a shortened season. There's no fans. It could be a lot of that. This is the first season. This is the first season in two years, basically, where you're just playing baseball again. But I noticed it today. Carlos Martinez is a starter who started for the Cardinals today. They were playing the Nationals in D.C. Scherzer's on the mound. Also passed Mike Mussina at 21st uh, all-time strikeouts. Max Scherzer, Scherzer today. Yeah, wow. okay. past, past the moose. And uh, Carlos Martinez has to bat because, you know, pitchers bat in the National League still. Thank you. And uh, Scherzer throws this nasty, nasty Scherzer slider at him. And Carlos Martinez is not a good hitter. 
swings aimlessly at this ball and misses it. But as he turns, he kind of smiles and he points at Scherzer like, that was a good pitch. <laughs> and I keep, you know, I don't have a ton of examples. You know, there's the 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 Rizzo chase down with Freddie Freeman and all if that you, kind of If you missed that, Rizzo was mic'd up. Freeman gets in a rundown between second and third. His name is Freddie Freeman. And Rizzo's chasing him. And as he has the ball, he's going, Frederick! Frederick! And you see Freeman start cracking up while he's running. Yeah. And then he slides into <clears> second <throat> laughing. And it's just fun. I think your point about the COVID is is probably most of the reason why this is happening. One, it's early in the season, so there's there's not a lot of like contentious rivalry th- stuff happening. You yet. haven't grinded it out quite yet. We're but not. Also, it's not August fifteenth. These guys <clears throat> are playing a full one hundred sixty two. Yeah. After what was a really difficult, oftentimes dreadful season with COVID. And shortened season and some bad baseball, too. bad baseball, rushed game, you know, shorter <clears> games, <throat> all sorts of weird rules. And, and that was, it was strange. And now everyone's back to what they're accustomed to. And it's become fun. I noticed it last night in the Yankees game against the Braves. Chapman got the save. And the last guy who got out for the Braves, I forget who, Guillermo Heredia, former Mariner. Um, he's Cuban. Chapman's Cuban. And he got him to pop out. And as after he said, like, you know, high five Gary Sanchez, he went up to the batter and he put his arm around him and they were like joking with each other. And it was just like some random camaraderie. Like, yeah. I didn't know that guy was Cuban, <clears throat> but it led to a story of like, oh, did they play in the same league or did they go live in the same town? I looked both of them up. I was just learning about where they grew up and how they played in the Cuban league and all that kind of stuff. And it led to that moment just because they were like jokingly talking yes to each other. Like, yeah. that was kind of fun. Yeah, I saw another one where pitcher threw over to first, but the runner was, his foot was on first, never took a lead. And then the first baseman shoved him off first. And the runner on first didn't even really acknowledge it. He just, like, took his two steps for a lead. And it's like, it's stuff like that. Like, baseball is never going to have the sexiness of the NBA as, like, a player-dominant league, and it's your faces and sprite commercials and shoes and all this kind of stuff which are you know some of my favorite things of the nba because we grew up in that you know i grew up in i want to be like mike and jordan shoes and grant hill in a sprite commercial baseball's different so as we're looking for the things to help push the popularity and push the excitement of the game is this not it baseball can be really silly and football is extremely serious you know, and the NFL is extremely serious. So this doesn't, you know, people used to give Andrew Luck crap for like, hey, nice tackle. Mm-hmm. You know, they were like, what a weirdo, what a nerd, you know, and I, you know, football's too serious for that. And basketball, it's a lot of dabs. It's a lot of, you know, everybody's friends with each other. But everyone's angry at the officials. Yeah, but everyone hates the officials. They've got their own dynamic. Baseball, is this not what we should be pushing these guys it's not that they love each other because they will throw down the next minute they have to. But this little kind of nuance, is that not the well, mic'd up? Anthony Rizzo being mic'd up, there should be a mic'd up player in every game played. We talked about that two years ago now because they did it in the playoffs and we're like, I think it was actually the all-star game. Well, yeah. And it was also in spring training because Mookie Betts was mic'd up and he had to go catch a fly ball while talking. And he goes like, oh, one second. He starts running and you hear him sprinting and he makes the catch and makes the play or whatever. And then it's just funny. I think baseball lends itself because of the speed of the game to these kind of moments. Mm-hmm. Whereas you're right with football and the NBA and NHL and whatever other sports and soccer, these moments don't really happen. Yeah. And the only problem 
should they be pushing it? I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that captures a fan's attention who's not a baseball fan. But the problem is, is you only see these moments if you're watching the games. Yeah. Because they're little, they're little blips, right? They're almost nuances. When you're watching sports, <clears throat> or I should say, if you're not watching sports and you want to catch up on what happened, you see the highlights. Yeah. Right? The highlights are the hits and the strikeouts and the runs and all that kind of stuff. But if you're watching the games, or if you're watching MLB Network for seven hours for MLB tonight, that's when you'll see it. Which I am. Shout out Heidi Watney. <laughs> yeah, well, that's more quick pitch than MLB tonight, <clears throat> but yes. Um, see, I also watch MLB Network. <laughs> uh, I, If you're not doing that, you're not going to see it. Yeah. So I think for those but of that, us but who that's, love but baseball, that's, my that's argument. part of the joy. But that's that's my argument. And I know it takes the ESPNs and the Fox Sports and the CBS and the NBC in the bleacher reports of the world uh, to push that. But I think, I think major league baseball can do something to get that pushed a little forward. You know, hell, if I was Manfred, I'd, I'd, I'd have a text message with, I'd have a text conversation with Scott Van Pelt and just be like, Hey, you give me 20 seconds on Anthony Rizzo calling Freddie Freeman, Frederick in a rundown 20 seconds. That's all I ask. I think they would start finding the fun and the enjoyment, Although to which be is fair, the reasons why we love baseball, because we have so much fun and enjoyment. Like, football's hard. Like, you see all these players, like linemen, offensive and defensive, they don't love it. They don't love playing it because their their bodies hurt, and they, they are in so many regimens. They have food, dietary, blah, 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 long-term effects. They don't love it. They do it because they make millions. These guys, they love it. To be fair, SVP would probably be the perfect example of a guy who probably did focus on the Frederick thing. Yeah. Right? Because he he's a, a different kind of show and does give love to those kind of things. But generally speaking, I'd say you're right. You yeah. Know, that I think that would help. <clears throat> but the only thing I would I would also caution with is I don't know if that would make a difference for the casual fan or even the non-fan to be like, oh, cool, two guys I don't care about on teams I don't watch had a fun joke. Oh, Freddie Freeman's the reigning NL MVP. But I get your point. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm just constantly trying to spitball and figure out. It's been enjoyable. And figure out ways to 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 pump this game that I love so much. Uh, all right. When we come back, I want to take a take a chance and we'll spitball a few observations of what we've seen over the last week in baseball as we're slowly progressing and getting getting closer and closer to getting right in the heart of the season. Denver's up 60 to 57 on the Blazers with a little over 11 minutes left in the third quarter. This is the Hot Corner, Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. I love this text, 503-250-1080. Matt Pullman's kind of talking to me about uh, camera angles and intensity that Fox does in the World Series coverage, and he acknowledges that, you know, it's regular season and there's a lot of games, but that that's, that's a good point. Like, Fox does a really good job of baseball in the playoffs. I think they do a better job than ESPN, and as much as Joe Buck drives me nuts, that coverage is really good. It is good, but the difference is, is the intensity is different. Yeah. I think that's the key. Is So he's talking about the coverage 100%. It's insane. But if, especially if you're watching the old playoffs before COVID, packed stands, 
Tons of intense faces on the fans that you could look at. Nobody's on their phone bored because you're in a playoff game, right? Yeah. The intensity on the field is ratcheted up 100%. Um, Do you just call baseball ratchet? No. Do you know that phrase? I do know that phrase. Just checking. But you know, ratcheted up is also a term for increasing something. I digress. Continue. Um, so I think, I think because of the intensity and the importance of those games, that's why that broadcast is so much more unique. You know, you can't really even without COVID, you can't make a cut into a crowd as often because someone's on their phone. Someone's looking to the right because someone's talking or, oh, this guy this guy has a funny shirt on. Ha, 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 ha. Like, that's not intensity. It's just, like, stuff to look at when there's nothing going on in the game. Right. So I think that that's just a baseball problem. The broadcast is better in the playoffs because the intensity is better in the playoffs. Because the, the game's game better. better. The teams are better. The players are better. The fans are into it. The announcers are into it more because it means something. Fair enough. I thought I thought it was a I thought it was an interesting perspective that I felt uh, needed to discuss. Mike, I will look at you and say, what stood out for me from the last week? What stood out to me from the last week? My my mine's the A's, but we mm-hmm. already kind of talked about it. You know, they they were eventually going to figure it out. They have one of the best managers in baseball, and they've rattled off some wins. That team's going to be the team we always think they are. Uh, what I have taken away from this week is that we have a new top three, four pitcher in baseball and nobody knows who the hell that is. Do you know who I'm talking about? Um, Top three or four pitcher in baseball and nobody knows who the hell it is. Based on his start this year and the potential that he has shown, I saw MLB Network rated him fourth and fifth in best pitchers in baseball right now, two different guys. Uh, Well, one is DeGrom. Mm-hmm. To his beebs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's a pretty big drop off after that, if I'm being honest. Um, it's not a Jack Flaherty who I absolutely love. You keep loving him and he keeps disappointing you. Stop it. Let me live a dream. You know, Cole will be up there probably. Garrett Cole up there for sure. Uh, Matt Boyd for Detroit has no. been excellent. Yes. But no, he's. But no. Uh, I don't know. This man's name. Indulge me. Is Corbin Burns. Corbin Burns. Corbin Burns uh, has not given up a run, if my memory serves me correct. He has a .370 RA. He's given up one single run. In four starts. One single run. Please tell me it was a solo dinger. In four. uh, It wasn't. It was. (laughs) You just caught in the wrong spot or a guy got lucky. In four starts, he has 40 strikeouts and zero walks. That is My insane. <laughs> that is insane. I watched, I think he pitched today or yesterday. I forget what day it was. I was watching, it was today. It was the day game today. I think he started earlier today. I wasn't watching the whole game, but I was watching it at MLB Network. They were doing cut-ins. Frankly, this guy is unhittable. And remember there was talk this year with him and Woodruff in Milwaukee. They were like, "Yeah, watch out. This two-headed monster that hasn't really figured it out yet. Woodruff and Barnes, and we're like, okay. Burns. Bert, sorry, you're already saying his name wrong. Barnes, <laughs> my bad, my bad. Um, the, you know, you're like, oh well. I mean, how could I trust that? I, I have no idea. Uh, turns out both of them really, really good. Because Brandon Woodruff has a one nine six ERA to start the year, but forty Ks and no walks and four starts. Are you joking? That's pretty wild. With one run given up and it's a solo dinger, yep. which I'll basically count as zero. I mean. <laughs> Also, Justin in, Verlander almost won a Cy Young three years ago and led the league in home runs given up. It was in his first start of the year that he gave up. No, home of run. course it was. And <clears throat> the homer was. Oh, you know who it was. 
Byron Buxton. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> it was Byron Buxton. Get the hell out of here, Lynch. In, I'm tired of you. In the seventh inning. <clears throat> um, I will count. Runs one to nothing. <laughs> I will counter on something that is more sad and terrible. In no particular order or no rhyme or reason to this stat, I just want to go in this progression. Shohei Otani has five home runs, okay? Okay. Mike Trout has six home runs. And his okay? yesterday was, woo, woo. He's sexy. It He's good. Too. Have you seen him? He's really good. He's really good. He's really good. Not as good as Byron Buxton, but, you know, second best player. So Otani's got five. Couldn't finish that with a straight face. Mike Trout's got six. And the New York Mets have seven. <laughs> and that's where I want to go with this. Why is this team so anemic in offense? Does that count today? That was I have, I have not seen today. It was Alonzo not counting today. today because that's a little bit of foreshadowing to fair or foul. Lindor hit one today. Oh, I did see that. And Pete Alonso hit one out of Wrigley, and they still lost 16 to 4. I don't understand. The Cubs who can't hit scored 16 runs on the Mets. I don't understand why this Mets team is so bad because Jacob deGrom looks like the Cy Young is his again. Is it possible? First of all, they're in first place. Is it possible that it's because they're the Mets? I don't know what that means. Sometimes some teams just don't win. Yeah. And they have a history of being disappointing. And they have a history of being stupid and underperforming. The Cubs won a World Series five years ago. Yes, they did. But the Cubs are being kind of Cubsy right now. <clears throat> I don't. The Mets won a World Series in 86. And well, you're super right with that, Mike. Like you're spot on with that statement. But I just I don't want to believe it. Your first place, New York Mets. At seven and six. Oh, the Royals are in first, too. The Royals actually kind of look a little good. Stop. Name three pitchers. Name, got name one. On there. Name one. Uh, Jacob Junis. Okay, he's there. Um, they have Mitch Keller, I believe, as a they starter. Do have for them. Mitch Keller, and I'm out after that, so <laughs> I can't either. Uh, third starter for him. They got Ian Kennedy. He's their closer. Used to be a starter. <laughs> Good pull though. He's on my fantasy team. Um, it's not on mine. Yeah, I don't know. Is it is it Mitch Keller? Is it Brad Keller? It's something. It's Keller. Brad Keller. Brad Keller. I think it's Brad Keller. Well, you also agree you're thinking with of Mitch. You're thinking of Mitch Kepler? No, that's Max Kepler. Oh boy. Hey guys, we host a baseball show. Hey, hey. I'm gonna look for you. It's so. actually every Thursday from seven to nine. And if that guy's talking it about Oregon, if that guy's talking about Oregon Ducks, I promise it's baseball. Don't forget the guy who's been there the longest. What, Sal Perez? Danny Duffy. Oh, stop! I don't count Danny Duffy. Point five ERA this year. Oh. <laughs> Fantasy. <laughs> I do like the text. Duffman. <laughs> All right. We also have Mike Mike. <clears throat> All right. We'll try to we'll try to slide that in every single week. Just stuff we've noticed as it's early on in the season. Storylines. Corbin Burns pitch. And now that I talked about him, he's gonna get lit in his next start, but he's amazing. Yeah, and there's a ton of other stuff. Mike mentioned Byron Buxton. I mentioned the A's. I mean, the Red Sox are hitting out of their minds right now. Um Shohei Otani. Looks like a real hitter. And a real pitcher? Yeah, and a real pitcher. Walked and, a little too many yesterday, but still striking out a lot. And boy, Mike Trout's the best player in the league, and you're not going to convince me otherwise, but I think number two is pretty locked in with Mookie Betts right now. And so we'll keep going on this sort of idea of things we've noticed as the season progresses and oh, storylines develop. One final thought. You know how we've joked and we hate that the Dodgers, everyone they bring up is amazing? Yeah. 
The guy they brought up, Zach McKistry. I get it. God. Dude is like, come on. A, like a fifth outfielder they brought up just because something Bellinger's was hurt. hurt. Bellinger's yeah. hurt. And he's hitting bombs. I know. Who the hell is this guy? I don't know. They're probably cheating. Stupid Dodgers. They're like, we're so mad we're going to cheat too. All right. Fair or foul is next. But first, there's my man Joe with sports. Is it fair? Oh, my That's goodness. That's a fair ball. Or is it foul? Well, he thought it was foul, I think. A knowledge test for Patrick and Mike to see how well they know the big leagues. Mathematics and strange symbols now, as far as Major League Baseball is concerned. The OBP and the SLG and the ISO and the you name it. And what our distinguished hosts think about the stories that popped up around the big leagues. Peralta knocks it into center. David tonight, two for two, a leadoff single here in the fourth. And nobody noticed. This is Fair or Foul on the hot corner on 1080 the fan opening day and here's the first pitch and the season's over uh this is fair or foul without further ado we turn it over to our fantastic producer mr joseph fisher the third i didn't know you clipped that audio from the orioles opening day <laughs> uh what are you talking about you guys started hot you, did. you guys fading? No, we did start hot. We did sweat the Red Sox. Now the Red Sox are the best team in baseball. No, seemingly. easy, easy, well, easy. You know, Don't give them that. Don't give them that. Dodgers, but still. Uh, they, they've won games and their offense is hot, but do not let that fan base. Uh, or, or we can just build their fan base up for the next six weeks to watch them crumble. I'm down for that. I, mean, I think that team One sucks. of my favorite baseball memories was the Red Sox collapse in 2010? 09? Oh, I remember what you're talking about. Yeah, they just fell off a cliff. And the Orioles put the cherry on top. They were not a playoff uh, team by any means, but the Orioles were able to beat them in the last game of the season to knock them out of contention. Isn't that great when your crappy team just spoils something for everybody else? (laughs) I I wish there was more of that in sports. You never see that in the NFL. Like, I really thought the Dolphins were going to beat the Bills last year to get into the playoffs because I didn't think the Bills would play anybody. Then all of a sudden the Bills play everybody and they blow them out. And you're like, dang it. I remember listening to sports radio a long time ago and someone was going towards the back end of a schedule for a baseball team. And they're like, they play, they play the pirates who aren't <laughs> playoff contenders, but those are the teams you got to watch. No, they are. No, they are the team you, you want to be. Yeah. You put them away. Yeah, exactly. That's so the Red Sox losing to the Orioles again, who are pro- probably bottom dwellers of the division. It was just so much sweeter. To watch. Well, I'll tell you what blazers need to win one game to get in the playoffs and they have the Timberwolves. They lose by 20. Probably. <laughs> Probably. All right. Going on to fair or foul. Why don't we just start where uh, you foreshadowed earlier with Shohei Itani and Mike Trout. They've, they've hit some dingers. Some bombs. Yeah. Some like bombs. Bombs. Seeing them off the bat, you're like, I was going to make a joke that I'm not going to because it was insensitive. And I'll tell you in the break what it was. Nice job, Fish. Um, smart filter. Smart filter. Yes. Uh, so Shohei Otani and Mike Trout, as you mentioned, Otani has five and Trout has six. Unless they've hit one tonight, which I haven't seen. I don't know if they played okay, tonight. Okay, here we go. Fair or foul. Them two together have more home runs than the Mets. Well, this has to be fair. Well, so Trout homer today. Oh, he did? Yes. First at bat. After that, I didn't pay attention to the Angels box score. The Mets hit at least two home runs today. Which would put them at nine. From my stand. From my stats. If my stats are correct. I don't know if they hit more than two today. Which my stats aren't always correct. And you said that. I thought they had seven going into today. And you said Trout had six and Otani had five. Right. Yeah, I'll say fair. I'll say fair. They have more home runs than the Mets. 
I will also say fair. I think they those two have more home runs than the Mets. It is fair. That is our first one, though. So they have 11. The Mets have nine. We move on to the second or the third player. You must be question. so frustrated that he brought that up because that's a really good fair foul question. A little bit. It's really good. A little bit. But I wasn't finished with that Angels team because fair or foul, Trout, Otani, and Justin Upton have more home runs than the Pirates, Nationals, Marlins, and Mets. Combined? No. Oh, just no. as a team. It's each, each of those four teams. Okay, okay. So, Otani's got five. Trout's got seven after tonight, okay? Mm-hmm. And I believe, Upton has like four. I believe Justin Upton has four. Broke a bat over his knee today. It's like, why are you mad, bro? You've been terrible for like seven years. <laughs> oh, At least you're start- better than your brother. Oh, oh, you started easy. I like Melvin Upton Jr. No, you don't. Uh, yeah, I do. I liked him when he was BJ. I preferred BJ. But who doesn't like BJs? Um, I think this answer is going to be fair. I'm going to stick with fair. Four, seven, and five. Well, that means that three other teams have seven or less home runs on the year total. That seems... I'm going to say foul to be different, but that's that seems very weird at the end of the month that or three weeks into the month that... Four teams have less than 16 home runs. Yeah. The Mets are one. Yeah. I see what you're saying. I missed it, that math. I'm still going to say foul. I'm going to say fair. I'm just going to do some quick math to make sure I'm right on this. Uh, and and who, you know, <laughs> if, if Justin Upton does have a decent year, when Anthony Rendon gets off the DL, this offense should be great. Yep. And this offense started cold. He's pl- getting back up there a little exactly. bit. Exactly. This team should be solid. I saw Albert Pujols steal a base the other day. Third, too. Third. Standing up. No throw. <laughs> he was. They were like, hey, he's got us. The batter stepped out of the box, too. He was just like, ah, whatever. The old man's got us. Like, what is happening? It was a double steal. So this is fair, but I don't know how I missed this. They also have more home runs, those three, than the Twins and Royals do. Oh, wow. First place Royals. Which yeah. is pretty insane to think because, hits homers. well, just Byron Buxton and Nelson Cruz, they have <laughs> 12. Nelly Cruz hits home runs. Th- those two have 12 of the 14 home runs for the Twins. Oh, really? Yeah. Look at good old Nelly Cruz. I hope he's just roiding out. We're not I hope he's just like, I you know what? Nelson Cruz plays till he's 50 and still hits 30 homers. I hope Nelson Cruz is just like, I'm never going to the Hall of Fame. I'm just going to roid my life. I up. hope the Mariners bring back Nelson Cruz to make John happy, and then he retires after two weeks. Let's add Jared Walsh into that bunch. Oh, oh he yeah. He has like four or five. Yeah, right? Jared Walsh is good. Trout, Otani, Upton, and Walsh have more home runs than a third of the league's teams. <laughs> I'm going with fair. I'm going with fair. I'm on this Angels wagon. I'm on this Angels wagon of hitting home runs, mostly because I can only name one starting pitcher. Okay, two. They got Dylan Bundy. Yep. Nice. I got Shohei two. Otani. I got Shohei Otani and Dylan Bundy. I can't even name a closer, a reliever. I got nothing. Their closer is, or at least had a bad start, it's Rizal Iglesias. Oh, they got Rossell. His first two games, he blew both saves. Oh, is he beating women in California now instead of Ohio? Oh, did he beat women? Pretty sure that's what he got in like trouble for a couple plural of years. Plural or single? Rizal Iglesias? Yeah. He was on the Reds, right? For the sake of journalism, let's look. The sake thing. of journalism, let's look it up because uh, I don't want to retract this. Yeah, this is fair. That is nuts, More dude. More home runs than the Rangers, Orioles, Yankees, Padres, Phillies, Royals, Twins, Nationals, Pirates, Marlins, Mets. I thought the Yankees had like six guys that were going to hit 40 home runs this year. Well, still early on in the season. You know, they have hitting struggles. Imagine if they had someone in the dugout that could change that. All right. That could like tweak that around and get the them hitting again. I don't think that's true, by the way. 
Really? Then I retract that statement. I apologize to Rossiel Iglesias. Maybe I was thinking of Araldus Chapman, but I swear there was an Iglesias thing. Moving on. You brought up the Yankees. They're bottom of the division. God, they suck. The Twins, also bottom of the division. And the Astros, bottom of the division as well. Three uh, top teams over the last few years. Three teams picked to win their divisions. Basically, yeah. <laughs> they are now at the bottom of the division. Fair or foul? Those three teams aren't as bad as their record in play has shown so far. I mean, I'll say fair just because we've seen teams go through slumps and stretches that are poor. But when they're in the middle of the season, it doesn't feel as extreme when it's at the front of the season. When a team starts poorly, it puts so much more pressure on them because it's like, oh, we're already five games back of blank. But in July, if a team goes six and ten over a course of 16 games, you're like, eh, rough stretch, oh, rough I mean, couple of weeks. We suck, and I don't feel the pressure. So, well, it's because you're not expected to win. These teams are expected oh, to win. Oh, is this the privilege wow. part? Is that what we're getting into here? Well, I'm including all three of these oh, teams. Oh, you're expected to win. Uh, I actually didn't hear the story because I was trying to do some Rossell Iglesias digging in. Mm -hmm. So I actually have no idea what Joe asked. I just, it sounds like a lot of privilege. Joe over asked. Yankees, Twins, and Astros aren't as bad as they seem. All bottom dwellers of each. They're all in last in the division. All were projected to finish first in their division. Uh, ooh. And um, I, said, I, said, I said fair because you will judge this stretch of games differently based on where you are in the season. But early in the year, it looks particularly bad when you start off the year poorly and you're in last place. But all these teams are better. They all have plenty of talent. It's just been a slow start. Now, that's not to say that all these teams can't let this snowball. Bad play and pressure will cause teams to lose longer than they should. Sure. And I think my team is in right position to continue to lose and suck because they can't do anything right right now. But you can also Washington National it and yep. completely turn it around. Yep. Um, I will say foul. Um, I think the Astros are bad. Um, I think I think they miss Springer at the top. Their best hitter is Michael Brantley, who is a great hitter, but hasn't been known to really hit when needed. Um, they have one of the worst batting averages in baseball because they're not cheating anymore. And outside of Zach Greinke, I don't love that rotation. And I don't even really love Zach Greinke all that much. Uh, the Twins, classic twin story. What's your rotation? And sliding over to the Yankees, they're getting zero output from their outfield, which is where all their money and power is. And their infield. And, and their catchers. And... Outside of Garrett Cole, I really don't like that staff. Losing Tanaka is a tough one because I think Tanaka would have pitched fairly well this year. Severino, when he comes back, I imagine he'll pitch well. Herman's got to stop beating women. That's a fact. Um, well, Herman's in the minors right now because he started the year so poorly. Yeah, I, I think the Yankees are bad. I, I think their hitting will come around, but I think they have real pitching struggles. But their bullpen's really good. And I think... And I, I'm going to say this honestly and not just say to take a shot at Mike. They need management and they don't have it. And they're going to continue to struggle like this until they get it. And the twins, their classic story is they don't have starting pitching. And if they got two guys that are the only guys that are mashing, they lost Rosario. They, they're missing some players that they've had over the years. If Buxton shows up, that's great. But someone else has to. I think these teams are bad. I hope it's that fat guy, Tortuga. 
I'm I'm in on Tortuga, but I think he, deal. Yeah. But but I think he sucks too. So <laughs> I, I you get it, fat man. I watched Pablo Pablo Sandoval run to first day and it looked terrible, but like you do it, bud. All right, I think we got room for just one more, and it's stat based. Fact based. The Oakland A's, they're on a tear. They've won eleven straight, as we mentioned earlier in the show. The A's, fair or foul, are the only team in the AL that are above 500 but have a negative run differential. Ooh, they gave up a lot today. Well, but that wouldn't have hurt the run differential. I mean, they got destroyed in the first two, yeah, three games. I mean, they like, lost like, ten straight, right? Seven, seven straight. It might have been six. They lost. Yeah, I think they were one and six, and but they they got swept by the Astros and lost by like 10, 10, and ten in those three games. The only team in the American League over 500 with a negative run differential. Um, the only other team I could think of could potentially be Tampa, because Tampa's given up a lot of runs in some of their games and had some close wins. We're over 500. I'm we gonna, can't score. I'm going to go ahead and say foul. The Rays also have a negative run differential. Um, that's a guess. <laughs> very unsure, Mike Lynch. I will say foul too because even though I even though I don't think Oakland is pitched phenomenally, I think there are other teams struggling that are good. I think there are other teams struggling with. Do you say in the American League or do you say in all of baseball? American. Just AL. Just AL because the Padres surprisingly have actually struggled to hit a little bit this year. I I what am I saying? Am I saying foul? You're saying green with you. Yeah, You're saying, saying yeah I'm saying foul. It is indeed foul. A's, Mariners, Royals, and Rays, all negative run differentials. Nice job, bud. Thanks. Nice job, Lynch. With the above 500 really step it up from your primetime performance. Yeah, that was really bad. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> all right. It's tied 89-89 with just under eight minutes, to, just under nine minutes to go, excuse me, in the fourth quarter, Blazers-Denver. Uh, we come back. We'll wrap the show up. It's the Hot Corner, 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Uh, it's 8.54. This is Portland Sports Leader. This is the Hot Corner. We do this bad boy every single Wednesday night from uh, 7 to 9. So make sure to tune in next week. We'll have a lot more just to kind of get into and see how the league is is going and shaping up, right? Because we've got a lot of storylines going on right now. So let's just enjoy uh, this wonderful game we love. The best storyline right now that we didn't talk about, which we should next week, is we have a new best rivalry in baseball. And what is that, Michael Lynch? It's Padres-Dodgers. You that, know that series this weekend was that series was dynamite. really good. And it's April and the intensity was great. Yeah, low scoring, but stakes were high. Everybody was into it. First I tuned into a couple of games. John each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good series. Good series. Tatis is back, which is a good thing. I was worried we were going to lose him for the year. And yep. then the Brew Crew swept the Padres with those dope jerseys. Didn't those jerseys are fresh? I don't know if you guys saw those. Oh, uh, <clears throat> the Brewers ones. Yeah. The blue ones? Yeah. I like them, man. Love those things. God, I love baseball. You guys like baseball? Yep. You want to do this next week? It's not bad. Yeah. Mike, Mike, are you coming back next week? Yep. All right. For Mike Lynch, Joe Fisher, I'm Patrick Harris. Actually, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. All right. Go do something I would do. I am 1080 the fan.